Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. You know, Bob, it occurred to me that you never get sick. You never, ever, ever. I can't think. I've been working with you for pushing 20 (laughs) years. So you actually have a trick I've learned that uh, you do when you start to feel sick. What is it? I take a really super hot shower. Yeah. uh, Make sure that uh, it pours all over my head Mm -hmm. and the parts of my body that feel like it wants it the most. So that's a little okay, hard to distinguish. This is starting to, to get more detailed than yeah. I really want. But, right. uh, and then wrap yourself in as many things as you can and sweat so like crazy. You, so you're like sweated out yeah. and you're like in a little cocoon. Yeah. That just sounds awful to me. I think I'd rather just get sick. Uh, not the way you've been sick. You've been sick at least six times in the past six months. <laughs> yeah, more, more yeah, than that. Yeah, yeah. You know, before we get to new music today, I want to I just flag one thing. Okay. And that is that yesterday I posted an interview with Milk, a conversation with Milk. And I just want to flag it for anyone who, who hadn't listened to it or wasn't, didn't think they were going to listen to it, to spend some time with her because she is just such a beautiful soul with a lot of joy and wisdom and hope for all the misfit and broken toys of the, of the world. And, you know, when I listen to her music, I was thinking about this over the w- weekend. When I listen to her music, it affects me in a way that I can only think of one other artist who has affected me this Sue, week. Sue Fionn Stevens? Oh, this Sh- week. No, in general. Sharon Van Etten, huh? where I just, I'm immediately just feel like I'm going to burst into tears at, at all the beauty in it. And that is Milk. And she has a wonderful conversation up in our podcast right now. M I L C K. M I L C K. Her real name's Connie Lim, and milk comes from the limb backwards, limb backwards, and her initials. And her initials, milk. What do you got? The first David Byrne album in 14 years that's just David Byrne. I yeah. mean, it's not just because he's got right. lots and lots of people right. on it, but the first under his name. The record's called uh, American Utopia. This album's inspired by these talks that David Byrne gives. He's a very active fellow in many, many ways. So we're saying his first album, 14 years, he's done plays, he's done yeah, other records. Yeah, it's not like he's right, just right. been sitting around. Yeah. Um, he does this thing called Reasons to be Cheerful. He talks about things that are, and I'll quote him, he says, encouraging things that are happening anywhere in the world. And that's what the source of the, his lectures are. And some of them are naturally about music and performance, but many are about innovations in energy or transportation. He's a big bike fanatic. He's written a book about biking all across, all over the world. And about education, he writes about, he speaks about health, things that are inspiring. So I'm going to play this new song from David Byrne. It's called Everybody's Coming to My House. Uh, on it is, uh, it's co-written by Brian Eno. Oh, yeah. uh, it features a fellow named Isaiah Barr, who's a leader of a jazz group in New York called the Onyx Collective. Daniel Lopatin uh, from One O Tricks Point Never is on this record. Sampha is playing piano on this re- on this wow. song. Wow! And uh, so let's uh, kick it off. The album's called American Utopia, and this is David Byrne. <laughs> Yeah. 
You know David Byrne's music more than I do, but that seems awfully poppy for him to me. It didn't feel surprising, maybe in the context of the record. I mean, there were some upbeat things and some not, but um, Brian Eno played uh, Mellotron on the song. Hmm. Uh, also, Eno's doing that robotic rhythm guitar line on there. It's a fun, adventurous album from David Byrne. He's doing a huge tour for this record. He's trying to figure out how to have the stage completely empty completely. I mean, no instruments on the stage. He wants everybody to be portable. He did a little of this with uh, St. Vincent when they did a, he had like marching band as a backing band. So there wasn't, like drums were firm, you know, on the stage. Keyboards were locked down on the stage, but not much else. Everything was, so guitars you you could be wireless. to come in and out carrying right. their instruments and leaving. And walking onto a, yeah. a completely blank stage. 
it's a, it sounds like a beautiful idea. So he's about to start a tour. I, um, I was imagining a stage with nobody. Oh, I see. Just period. Completely and empty. Sentence, yeah. yeah, you know. A little lighting. <laughs> just an empty stage. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, you thought that pops, that song was poppy. I'm going to play something more so. Okay. I'm going to do it from Sylvanesso, who you can expect to yeah, give you yeah, a good yeah, dance yeah. tune now and again. They came out with a song uh, the other day called Parade With Me. And uh, let's hit it, right?
And I got got to be honest, I could I could have used more hand claps in that song. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty I'll, good. I but... can let them know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sylvanesso is a group. It was about four years ago, right around this time of year. I remember seeing them perform in D.C. Uh, Coffee was the single that had just uh, come yeah. out. 2013 was probably the first bits of music, top of 2014. Yep. Coffee was getting around, and people in the club, DC9, started singing that song back out loud. And you could see on their faces, it was like the first time they saw a crowd engaging in their music in that way, where everybody sings along. Yeah. And it's such a wonderful moment. Jump cut to South by Southwest last year when they played our showcase, and it was just a a sea of people freaking out. Mm-hmm. That's so great. I love that. That song by uh, Amelia Meath and Nick Sanborn's called Parade With Me. It's kind of an apocalyptic dance tune with lines like sweaty, sweaty, wonder why now it's always summertime. And uh, and the videos they put out, which you haven't seen yet, it's up online as well, which shows them in sort of this post-apocalyptic ghost town of sorts. So. Yeah. I don't have anything that's that sort of playful. All right, well, I got something uh, but else. No. Every, everything I have today is just kind of a little weird, a little quirky, a little left to center. I want to start off with Gaz Coombs. Gaz Coombs, uh, for a long time, he was best known as the front man for the band Supergrass, not Super Tramp, Bob, Supergrass, <laughs> uh, a 90s rock band, and they were based out of Oxford in England, and Supergrass broke up in 2010, and he's been, and uh, Gaz Coombs has been uh, going it alone as a solo artist since then. His last record that came out in 2015 called Matador was shortlisted for the Mercury Prize. Uh, and he is now back with a follow-up. It's called World's Strongest Man. And it is one of the most arresting records I have heard so far in this very young year. Just the minute it came on, I stopped thinking and just thought, what is this? Who is this guy? Gaz Coombs, and I want to play the title track uh, from World's Strongest Man. Our, our uh, new intern, uh, Joshua, is looking at us. Uh, With great just, disappointment. Well, there, yeah, there, maybe that was the look. But the, but uh, you can get close to the microphone. Hi. But, but, but hi. So hi. We, hi. I, I just um, I flung a cord to Robin there. Did you see that? I think it was amusement, not disappointment. Oh, okay, wow. good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's public radio. We can afford one cable. That's <laughs> all we got. That's oh. all they've ever... We've had... The meetings we've been to where yeah. we've pounded the table begging for a, an additional cable. It's just... I mean, granted, it is an optical cable, so it is a little more expensive. A little more, but yeah. just just not yeah. not meant to be, not it's in the public budget. Public radio budget. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gaz Coombs, World's Strongest Man. Let's go. 
record. That is just yeah, so indicative. Yeah, the textures are, are pretty yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and as it started to get stripped away a little bit and what made up that tune, I was kind of fascinated. I'd like to hear a remix of it where oh, yeah, it yeah. reveal a little bit more. Yeah, you could easily do that with yeah. that. Gaz Coombs, I, a song uh, called World's Strongest Man, the title cut to uh, his upcoming record. He says that the song is in part about unchecked masculinity in this world. Uh, but this whole record is just so fantastically distorted and warped, and, you know, his voice is so distinctive. Lots of surprises in it. He wrote and recorded it all and produced it himself in his Oxford home. And this record is uh, being released on his own label called Hot Fruit on May 4th. Gaz Coombs. G-A-Z? No, G-A-Z and then C-O-O-M-B-E-S. Gaz Coombs. I'm going to do one more. Yeah. Let's go to Trace Mountains. Trace Mountains. This is a new discovery for me, a band out of New York. And it's interesting that I fell for it so quickly when I heard it because I, I soon learned that uh, the guy who is essentially Trace Mountains, his name's Dave Benton, writes and sings for another band I love called Level Up that put out one of my favorite records back in 2016 called Return to Love. That band, Level Up, got compared a lot to Neutral Milk Hotel, and I think anyone who listens to Trace Mountain is probably going to think the, the same thing. Dave Benton uh, says that he always wanted to do something that was entirely his, wholly his, a project that was all his own, so he started Trace Mountains. And he's about to release the band's first proper full-length called A Partner to Lean On. And a lot of the songs were written in the summer of 2017, which Dave Benton recalls being a very difficult time for a lot of people. Uh, so the song I want to play that in part speaks to how he was feeling at that time is a song called Turn Twice from Trace Mountains, Turn Twice. And I'll just say if you have young kids in the car, uh, just skip the first five seconds of the song and you'll be okay. Shit, I'm tired so
Trace Mountains, otherwise known as Dave Benton. He said he had a lot of fun playing around with synths and auto-tune and I, all that stuff. He was just trying things out and having fun. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say that this reminded me so much in, in, in everything you just said, fun, playing around. You know what happens next week? No, what happens next week? The RPM Challenge. Oh, my gosh, you're So right. if anybody remembers every year for me and for a while, Robin, as well, uh, and for anyone who wants to, you can make an album in a month. And there's a thing called the RPM Challenge. Look it up. They have a website. All you got to do is register. It's not a contest. No winners. It's, it's a challenge. You challenge yourself to make a record in a month in the RPM Challenge. I, I've done it 10 years in a row. Going up. So are you are you saying that it sounds like he made his record in a month? It, it it not only sounded like he made his record in a month, but the fun that he had making it was totally injected into 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 that home recording that he did. Well, it, this is a song turned twice. One he actually started working on many years ago. Uh, oh, we'll it, speed it up. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. well he's, he said he, it started off, I'm quoting him here, he says it started off as a brief pop punk song about growing up and feeling inadequate. Uh, he wrote it shortly after graduating from high school. And then he says, when I revisited the song last year, it was just after my grandfather on my mom's side had passed away. The imagery and direction, the original song stood out to me as somehow connected to the feelings I had surrounding his death and the general sadness of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he he reworked it. He put it on this new record called A Partner to Lean On, and it is out March 3rd, March 3rd, from Trace Mountains. Tom Heisinger is here. Tom, what did you think of the guitar on that? Uh, it sounded distorted to me. Yeah, it was, it was gloriously distorted. Yeah, that, yeah that's that, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they ever distort pianos in classical music? Yeah. I mean, what? They do. Can, it's they do. called uh, The Music of Claude Debussy. I see. Yeah. Okay, Interesting. It's very he's punk. A, he's a guy that said that he, he he tried to write piano music as if the piano had no hammers. Oh, wow. That's making me completely rethink, like, Claire de Lune or, or, or some of his other works. Appropriate for Nils Fromm, whom we'll hear from shortly, right? Great. That's why you're here. We'll come uh, take it a is. quick break. <laughs> well, I mean, there are other reasons, too. No. Did, did, did you bring your famous... Uh, Baked something or other? No, no. no okay. My baked ziti? No, sorry. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break on that note, and we'll be right back. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from ELS Studio Premium Audio, a truly musical experience for the open road. With a unique combination of artistry, emotion, and engineering, ELS Studio brings clarity to every note. Developed with eight-time Grammy Award-winning recording engineer Elliot Shiner, ELS Studio immerses the listener in studio-like sound, the way the artist intended it to be heard. ELS Studio Premium Audio, precision-crafted audio performance exclusively from Acura. I'll have to get me one of those. Acura? An Acura? <laughs> Can you send me a car? Oh, no, We're really going to need a, a tester to yeah. test drive to really, yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Well, Tom. Hi, Bob. Hi, Hi. Robin. Nice oh. to have you here. Yeah, thanks. For Hi, Tom. Me. Hi. Uh, Tom writes about classical music. He writes about lots of other things, too. But uh, he has the biggest ears on the team here at NPR Music. And <laughs> Literally. <laughs> he also listens to a lot of music. <laughs> gigantic. You should see him. Like Dumbo ears. <laughs> Tom's in love with uh, music that many of us are on this team, the music of Niels Fromm. And uh, there's a new Niels Fromm record. There is a new one, and uh, I just really admire this guy because he's not afraid to take risks, and you never quite know what's happening next. And the new record is just uh, just a feast for the ears. There's all kinds of stuff going on, and 
it's the first record from his new studio space. You know, he was given this studio space in an old East Berlin Funkhaus, a broadcasting house, as they call it over there. And among the the things in this uh, studio are these three reverberation chambers. So you can send audio into one of these chambers, and it kind of uh, has gets naturally reverbed and sent back to the control room so you can play with it. So he, you know, he totally redid the studio, took all his gear. He constructed his mixing desk from scratch, brought in a pipe organ, laid all the cables himself. So it's his first record from Zal Dry, Zal number three, like room three. Did he make the cables before uh, that's, I, that's the I'm real that's where you really get hand it. woven yeah i'm sure and the uh, and he made the organ he, well <laughs> no actually he did he did assemble the the pipe organ did I'm he told. wow yes. huh. so there's a lot going on in the record and yes he kind of uh floats between classical music and electronic music and really un pigeonholeable but um and ambient music is the is right, where i f- right. find my love for him too and there is like on other Niels from records there's there's some moments of repose and uh but there's a lot to actually tap your feet to there's a lot of percussion on the record uh seven out of the 12 tracks feature a bass marimba player but the track i brought along uh is one of the shorter ones because some of the tracks like four or five of them are are, are eight minutes or, or more. This is a five and change or so. It's called Momentum. And um, I love how these very high-pitched kind of retro synths start, and then they give way to something very low and resonant. And then suddenly, oh, a little string orchestra comes in. But you think that for a minute, but it's actually a choir. It's a wordless choir, men and women singing, no, not words, just vocalese, and it's just beautiful. And then that finally gives way to some interlocking synth parts. And I guess it's indicative of what happens a lot on the record that I think of it kind of cinematically as like a, a film director. Like this guy, Fromm, is not afraid to let scenes just unfold very slowly, very deliberately. So either a groove can bloom or whatever, or maybe just have the camera focused on a face for a long period of time or deploy some kind of long tracking shot. Whatever he does sounds like it was meant to be. It's called Momentum, and the new record is called All Melody from Niels Fromm.
That's great, right? All those little scrims of sound and odd noises. It gives it kind of a, a symphonic complexity, but it's, it's beautiful. That little whistling or little... Right, whatever that was at the yeah, end. Yeah, <laughs> at the end. It's just like, it's almost as though he stood up from the keyboard and just walked away, and you hear him just sort of to himself as he's walked, but the instrument is still resonating behind yeah. him. And he's somebody who really understands how to put dimension into sound recording so that a stereo recording really sounds like it has uh, three dimensions, not just the left and right. Exactly. Really and, and this he that we're talking about is Nils Fromm. <laughs> it's you. his new record called All Melody, and that was Momentum. And you can hear the whole record on our site, right? So yeah, right first now. Listen, yeah. Uh, it's a first listen. So. Safe journey, space travelers. Oh, I have more. Don't go. No, 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 don't go. I didn't know Stephen Hill was here. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe you were able to pull that name. That's amazing. Music from the Hearts of Space. I I love that show. (laughs) I did too. I assume it's still going. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I used to listen to that all the time. And that's totally the kind of thing you would have heard. This is music that if that show is still going, I think it probably is. This music would be perfect for that. My next artist might be included on Music of the Hearts of Space too if it had a little bit of a, a thump, thump dance beat to it and I'm going to play music for you by Nicholas Poshberg. He's another German composer. Oh, right. He's 23, plays piano. He as a teen said he listened to Nils Fromm, he probably still does listen to Nils Fromm, uh, and all for Arnold and Hauschka. He mixes traditional keyboards with uh, with electronics. Um, Nicholas music uh, seems uh, in form more pop leaning so it's it, it, it the structure of the songs is kind of verse chorusy kind of thing. Uh, less classical instructor, but the tones and the harmonies feel classical to mm-hmm. me. I'm curious, Tom, what you will uh, think when you hear this. He was inspired. This whole record that Nicholas Poshberg recorded was composed by the sea. He went to the Baltic Sea, watched the ice flows. It was a place he'd go to as a as a kid. He set up shop in a room, and he says, the atmosphere for these new pieces reflects my love for the sea, for the movements of water, and for that place where I went on holiday when I was a child. Uh, I'm going to play this song called Spark. Uh, It's a song he wrote the very first day he set up shop there Mm. uh, at the sea.
I kind of figured you'd both like it. I didn't expect Robin to weep. <laughs> <laughs> Too many tears. Well, there's oh tissues right God. there, Robin. <laughs> oh, that was delightful. Oh, it yeah. really yeah. was gorgeous. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a sucker for, sucker for a really beautiful piano piece like that. Yeah, and when you get synths involved and, uh, yeah. It's cool, nice. cool textures. Nicholas Poshberg's the artist. Uh, Oceanic is the record. It comes out in February. The whole record's beautiful. The, uh, the album opens with him. You just you hear the footsteps of him walking into his studio. Uh, some don't have quite that pulse to it. Uh, it really is a gorgeous record. And that song was um, called Spark. I assumed you were going to love this, Tom. I did. You know, you listen to music like Nils Fromm and this Pushberg guy and, oh, I don't know, Hauschka and composers working today like Daniel Wall. I mean, the, the electro-acoustic kind of composers and musicians. and Max, t- Max Richter. Yeah, exactly. A lot of it just, um, especially the the softer, slower stuff, it all seems to go back to Brian Eno for me in a way. Music for films and the early ambient stuff from the from mid to late 70s. Even stuff that was on the ambient stuff that on uh, Another Green World, for instance. And that's the the seed that was planted all those years ago as, as it continues to um, blossom in, in many uh, wonderful ways with these uh, a new generation of musicians, it seems to me. I always try every year to find two or three or four ambient records that help me in those times mm-hmm. uh, that right. I need. And uh, this is going to be the one for 2018 for sure. Yeah, this sounds sweet. Robin, how are you going to do it? Well, that was pretty beautiful. I have something beautiful, too, uh, from the band Darling Side. You could probably leave now, Tom. Oh. oh. <laughs> I, <don't wanna> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, he says this, but really, if you need to go, it's okay. Darling Side? Okay. You, you know Darling Side. You yeah, know I do. Darling? Yeah, okay. Uh, a little folk chamber pop group uh, based out of Boston. When they released their last record, Birds Say, in 2015, Bob, you identified them as one of the most promising new voices in Americana music. And they're back now with a follow-up called Extra Life. And like so much of the music we've been playing on this show for the past year, it's very much inspired uh, by all the political, societal, cultural upheaval of the past year, year and a half or so. With an eye uh, towards the future and where we might be headed, their first single from this record, uh, Extra Life, in fact, was called Eschaton, which basically means the end of the world. This song that I want to play from it is called Old Friend, and it's just so lovely, and it is... Um, A number of different guys in the band contributed lyrics to it, but it's basically reflecting on parts of their childhood. And uh, it is called Old Friend. The record Extra Life is out February 23rd on 30 Tigers. But this is Darling Side. Let's go out on this gorgeous song. I will say about this old friend that the band says that for the longest time they had this little guitar riff for years that they were sitting on, and they always called it the Nick Drakey one. (laughs) So you're going to probably think of Nick Drake when you hear this this, uh, opening guitar bit from darling side old friend thanks mr hilton thanks old friend (laughs) wow (laughs) tom thanks bob thanks robin cheers all for npr music it's all songs considered Oh, 
Thanks for listening. Check out all of NPR's podcasts at npr.org slash podcasts, including eight of the country's top 20 podcasts, according to PodTrack's podcast metrics. That's npr.org slash podcasts.